Welcome to the GMS Podcast, brought to you by GMS Distribution. GMS specializes in temporary portable power distribution equipment for the restoration contractor. I am your host and owner of GMS, Jared Steer, and today I will be talking to my friends. Hey, there we go. We are recording. Hey, and I have... I'm ex- I am so excited to have you guys on. I've listened to you. I'm a fan I Eric have and Larry were the man. Eric and Larry with the Blue Collar Nation podcast and Morning Tech Meeting. Morning Tech Meeting. Yep. Doc, dot com. Bada bing. How are you guys? Spectacular. Great. We're happy to be on. Actually exhausted. The trade show kind of wore us out, I think. I'll say, yeah, we just finished up at the uh, the experience here in Charleston. Yep. Finished up day three, tore down our booths, and now we're here. Now we're here chilling. Yeah, chilling yeah. out. Yeah, this is great. I love, I love getting together with other podcasters because we can just share war stories and yeah, yeah. It's the, there's the, guy, a, there's the guy that gives you one word answers and you got another forty five minutes to fill. <laughs> I was gonna say there's like a certain weight on your shoulder. It's just not even. It's just it just feels so much just better because you know something's gonna come <sighs> up that you know it's gonna be somewhat entertaining at some level. Well, I say we have Larry here. Like he, you could you could yeah. carry the podcast by yourself. I can dance. Oh, they can't see me dance. <laughs> Well, how was the show for you guys? And this, how, you guys have been doing the show before, but yeah, how was the show? Was so cool. And I was just talking to uh, the guys from John Don, yeah, Bill Yaden and Nick. What's Nick's last name? Palella. Yeah. And those guys have been around. They're in their seventies and eighties, and they've been doing this for forty years. And they were just telling me stories. I was sitting poolside with them, and that is so cool that they just know more vendors than they, as much as they know customers, and they have experiences, and they're just telling me stories. And yeah. I'm looking forward to doing this for a little while. Maybe not 40 years, but uh, it was a very Dude, cool. Experience. Once you get in this industry, there, there's no getting out. Yeah, it sucks you're you stuck, in. The restoration stuck. just you're, sucks you in. You can't. Yeah. Young kids, I'm like, you know, this is a 24-hour business. You might want to think twice. I used to, when, when, our, when our guys would start, you know, they'd want a job. And in the last interview, I'd say, all right, I'm going to give you the speech I give everybody. This is a lifestyle, not a job. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? So, you, so yeah. you've got to you've got to make a commitment to yourself that you know you're going to get that midnight call. You're going to miss Christmas one year. You're going to you know just like, be ready for it. You know, don't yeah. be surprised when it happens. And the guys, well, it does. Yeah, it definitely. Ha- so I didn't. I don't have the. I don't know if you guys know my background much, but um, I don't have the the water background. But we we were electricians for a Paul Davis. We subcontracted uh, for a Paul Davis. So we okay. were. I remember, like, on Christmas, I remember we were at a, a restaurant that had caught fire, and it was, like, Christmas Eve, and we got called, and we missed, yeah, Christmas Eve, all day Christmas Day, and we're demoing and trying to get power back on, and, yep. yeah. Yeah, yeah so, it's part yeah, of the job. There. It's part of the industry. So, I, I got a great holiday story for you, Jared. We just told, we were telling some friends the other night. So, Larry would always take Thanksgiving off. Okay. Like that whole, you know, long weekend. <laughs> or he'd take move. a week off around then. But the Thursday, and that Friday, was yeah. always our busiest week of the year for restoration because everybody gets their carpets cleaned for holidays no no i'm talking is about that right Thanksgiving day for the restoration that's where all their, their oh, yeah, sinks get backed the, up all the in-laws like clog the toilet back up the sink you know <laughs> yep. whatever right <laughs> all the time it was great so it was you know yeah family comes to visit they mess up your house so larry would take thanksgiving and i always took christmas off because one of us wanted to be around when everything families, was going yeah so okay. then i would uh we both did this so I would always take on call through the holidays so our guys that normally would be on call could have some family time. Okay, know? yeah. So 
Um, Very cool of you. Yes. Thanks. We tried. Yeah, it's one day um, a year that he did it. <laughs> what a giver. One day a year you what a giver. I got, I got this one. <laughs> <laughs> you guys chill. I got tonight. Yeah, <laughs> so, until the call came in at 10 o'clock in the morning and worked the rest of the day. So, uh, <laughs> so anyway, I knew that Thanksgiving Day was always like, you know, DEFCON 5 for us. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to get up early at like 6 a.m. I'm going to go for a bike ride. At least I can get some exercise in before the phone starts ringing. So I got a 6. All of a sudden, like 6.20, 6.30, phone rings while I'm on my bike. Plumber that, you know, gives us a lot of work calls me. He's like, dude, you got to get down here right now. Like, I got we got problems. And I'm like, all right. So I, you know, boogie home, just throw on my kit, get in the truck and roll over. The city... <laughs> You know, why they're doing this on Thanksgiving yeah. Day, I will never understand. So the city was having backup in the mainline sewer. So they brought a huge hydrojetter truck-mounted unit. And they're, okay. tr- they they're, trying to blow, they're trying to blow that mainline out. Well, what happened was there's so much back pressure. <laughs> that I just have my hand in my every, head right every, every stub that didn't have a backflow All valve. these houses got blasted. So not, these houses are old, so they don't have backflow valves. Yeah. So the back pressure, the pressure was so big, it was blowing and sewage was hitting the ceilings. Yeah, like a poltergeist. Six six houses, bro. Yeah. I mean, six houses, 100% full of shit. Yeah, and not like, their and shit, the neighbor's shit. Everybody's shit. Everybody right. else's shit on the street. <laughs> so I had to call every, so I went and just signed, I signed four of the six houses like on the spot. Thank goodness it was in all six because we would have been. I could have done, we, we yeah. couldn't have done two more. I tried to get them though, actually. Um, and <laughs> so I had to call every single employee and be like, I'm sorry, bro, there's no Thanksgiving for you. And they call came in, which was great. And then he called me. I was in New Hampshire. Luckily, I was across the country. <laughs> you were in New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I was not popular with Mama. Yeah. For they any of those guys. Because we worked till midnight that night. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, like, when we'd get a new guy, like, or we'd, even in the interview process, we do a long interview process because, good job, you know, our restoration's hard. Yeah. So, we wouldn't just, I mean... Sometimes we hired anybody like a fucking mirror. Let's get real. But, you know, if we were not in the position where we had to do that, we'd have three or four interviews even. And we'd send the guys out. And our guys were, like, trained to tell the new guy, like, the Thanksgiving story. Like, you're going you're gonna to get called, bro. Yeah. And your wife's going to be Like, just pit. be ready for it. Just yeah, be yeah. ready for it your, right now. Your wife's going to be pissed. Your kids are going to cry. And it wasn't even and just Thanksgiving. It was even a Sunday Yeah, it was afternoon. like all the time. <laughs> yeah. It was just any week. It was a random thing. Even Wednesday night at 3 o'clock in the morning. All right, dude, come on. Let's go. So we got a rally. Larry and I, early on in our restoration career, we got we got onto this plum, you know, plumber referral. And this guy would like, he would sleep all day and let his guys go plumb so that he could go run... He would advertise water damage that he like did it, okay. But he didn't. He he would call us in. So better. he would sleep all day to like three in the afternoon. Because when do people find water damage when they, they get home from work. work? Yeah. So he'd be fresh as a daisy, and you know this was there weren't many guys. So Larry and I had worked all day long. You know, uh, you know, either running jobs or carpet cleaning or running the guy, like whatever. Right? Yeah. Five o'clock comes, we're like already like tired, so. We weren't at the point where we could have lots of guys to be on call. So Larry and I used to trade, because of this one guy, every other night. 
because you knew you get to sleep every other night. So, sure as shit, the guy would call at <laughs> 6, you got one at 6, one at 10, and one at 2 in the morning. Yeah. Every night. Consistent. So, you knew when you were on, so every other night, Larry and I didn't sleep just, yeah. for like a year and a half. How was, how was he getting all these? Oh, he's pl- he's plumber, so that's why he's getting them. He was or going he's to like the pen- marketing them. He was, or he's- he was marketing water damage in the penny saver. And he was just getting like the res- the referral or the or like a referral from you guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. what yeah. he would do is he was a good salesman. Yeah. So he would get a call. Oh, I got water damage, and he'd be like, "I'll be right over." Uh, he had no intention of plumbing, <laughs> right? So he would go over. But he would get ancillary plumbing jobs. Yeah, he would get the plumbing. plumbing yeah, but he was going to. He wasn't doing the restoration though. Right. So that you know, you know, who do people call? Even if they don't know to call, they call the plumber because there's water. Right. right? Yeah. So we well, gotta get the water to stop. Yeah. So he worked this hard, dude, harder than any other plumber I ever met. And uh, and I remember nights, and Larry, I'm sure, was the same. Like I'd get back, you know, because think of it, you go out at six, dude. You don't get home till almost eight or nine. Then on, you, a, on an easy one. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, exactly. we're not doing the work. We're usually just signing it and then calling a got one of our guys to go. Oh, I got you. Okay. But okay. still. Yeah. So then I get home at nine. I'm like, all right, I'm going to lay down. I've been working since 6 a.m. So and then. He calls at 10. He calls yep. at 10. <laughs> and, then you get, and then you get home at one. But then you get a call at two. Yeah. And you get home at four. And I got to be at work at and seven. Yeah. Yeah. And he was all wound up. He was playing with the juice. And he <laughs> yeah, was yeah. Just, so, yeah. yeah, you'd show up with that last one, that 2 a.m., and he'd be like, what's up, dude? And you're like, yeah, I hate you, man. Yeah. You know, like, but the money, you know, you don't turn it down. It was going no, really with a lot of money that we, yeah. it was a good contract. So, but I remember nights, like, I would, the, after the second call, and I'd get to my bed, and I'd put, I think at the time we had, like, Blackberries or something, right? And I'd put that phone down, and I'd be like, don't ring. Don't ring. I just, just I would be to talking the to the phone going, please, I beg you. Yeah. I just need a few hours no sleep. No more work. Yeah. <laughs> we did that for a long time, man. And the thing is, you can't recover one day. And we were in our 40s. And then we'd get all those calls. And then you get, you know, and I take it one night and Eric take it one night. So you can't recover in 24 hours. Yeah. The next one. And we just got wore out. And the whole relationship with this guy deteriorated because he was deteriorating in general with all the drugs that he was doing. Oh. And, um, well, and we were deteriorating because we, were we deteriorating couldn't keep at up. the same rate. I mean, we just oh, we weren't doing any drugs, so we couldn't we couldn't, yeah, hang, couldn't exactly. keep up with it. We should have been doing lines with him. That might have <laughs> helped a little bit. <laughs> oh man. So yeah. how long did you guys have your restoration company? Ten years. Ten Say, years. what were you doing before that? Did you say you were in your forties when you did that? Yeah, yeah. When so did, we started, how old were you guys when you started the restoration? I was like 38-ish. I was 39 or 40. Okay. Yeah. So what were you guys doing before that? I was a computer dude. I worked for some working on computer systems. Actually for jails, it was actually quite entertaining. I was going to all the LA County jails all around every single night. I worked the graveyard ship. It was wonderful. And um, it sounds horrible. Computers no. in jails? Oh, yeah. You got to fingerprint everybody. Oh, and it was okay. all electronic. Okay. So I'd go and fix and maintain all these systems and it was great the graveyard shift is underrated because you can you know if you sleep and there was a swing shift also that i did and working at night and you can get so much done during the day and just sleep kind of off hours but it really i I enjoyed it i didn't mind it at all many people you're like no way i couldn't do it i couldn't do it i don't want to be up at night i didn't mind it at all so i did that for years and i really got good with the computer systems and everything like that and then eric's calls me up and he goes, hey, man, 
come up and oh, I happened to be doing a job up in Salt Lake. And I went and visited him when he was living up in Eden, Utah. And he's okay. like, hey, check out this, what I got going on. I got iron duct cleaning. And I'm like, all right, blue collar, I can do this, no problem. And I helped him with a job. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is good. I've been crawling on my hands and knees cleaning in these air ducts. I'm like, yeah, this is cool. See ya. <laughs> and then, Jared, I'm a fairly okay salesperson. Okay. So the first sale that I made was Larry on, hey, dude, we need to partner on this. <laughs> so yeah. you, had, you had started and then I brought Larry in. Yeah, yeah, I started about six months before Larry. I now, start- how did you get into it? Okay, so... I had a job working at a golf simulator manufacturer in San Diego. Golf simulator? Okay. Yeah. So like, okay. Like the big screens. Big screens. Screen. Yeah, the ones Dave and Busters, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So I was there for, I don't know, 10 or 12 years. I had gone from working up from being a technician to vice president of operations. And we were worldwide. I was traveling all over the world. Um, you know, it was this great job. Yeah. And it had run its course. Cause now, are you are you a golfer? Love golf, or I, you just you I just got the job? I had never played golf one time before I worked just simulator. There. You're like I'm really good on a simulator, though. Yeah, well, <laughs> um, learn to be really good on it. Yeah, no, you know, I was just an operations guy. Okay, so you know, it was warehouse, packing boxes, shipping, installation, yeah. running technicians. That's where all the that's where I started cutting my teeth running techs. You okay. know. And um, we were doing installations all over the world, all the time. So it was a lot of logistics, like making sure flights were done, making sure guys were where they were, and the shipment would get there uh, yeah, the same say, day. Yeah, the, yeah, you got the material. You shipping. put a simulator in Trump's house. I did. In oh, yeah? Trump Towers? Trump Tower, 66th floor. <laughs> yeah, I dealt you with met him. the D, the D-man. Yeah, I did. We did a lot of celebrities, which I'm not going to name them all. And uh, Larry just named one. And um, <laughs> He's the only one. Yeah, I'm not going to tell those stories. A lot of cool stories. It was an amazing job. Okay. It was a family business. And I was um, the boss of some of the sons. Okay, so not your family. Not my family. Okay. Somebody else's yeah. family. Somebody else's family. Yeah, I, I got you. I so got you. I was number yeah. two, and some of the kids were number 10 or whatever, you know. Okay. So then, you know, the, the dad got sick and died, and it was time for me to go. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So... It was, it was great while it lasted, and I learned a ton. My boss was an amazing man, an amazing entrepreneur. So, Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I learned so much from him, but that's how I got in. So, you know, he we didn't know he was sick yet, but he and I used to kind of hang out after work, and we were always the first ones there and the last two to leave. Yeah. And, um, you know, he was about the age of my dad, so I really looked up to him. Okay. So... I remember I asked him, I knew, like, you know, he was getting older, and I was kind of, like, getting antsy. And I was like, you know, Floyd, when you're done, like, what do you think I should do? And he's like, you know, you, you got it. You, you, you're you entrepreneurial. You can do this, you know? He's like, when it's time, you'll know. Yeah. And I'm like, so what do you think I should do? And he goes, well, he's like, don't go, like, back to school and be a doctor or a lawyer or something. He's like, there's too much competition. He's okay. like, you don't want to do that. He goes, you want to find. So he said this, and it, it, it's an incorrect statement. I want. So I, I'm gonna. But what, <laughs> but what he said, he goes, go be the smartest guy in the dumb guy industry. Go okay. find oh, a niche. Nice. Go find. But he didn't. He didn't mean it in a bad. He's like, go find somewhere where a lot of people are not good at what they do. Yeah. Kind of unprofessional, 
and then you go in and be professional, and you can ch- you can separate yourself. So we picked this. Come to find out, there's tons of really smart people in this yeah. industry, and the competition's brutal. You know? <laughs> but, you know, so I, I went and had my carpets cleaned a bunch. Of, we started in cleaning, not restoration. Yeah, right. Air ducts. And I went and started with air ducts, then moved to carpet cleaning, then to restoration. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, I started looking. I always liked houses. And I grew up working construction, so I'd always been around construction sites. So I just looked for a niche, and I found air duct cleaning. Okay. I started calling around the country to, to a lot of guys and be like, can you make a living? And they're like, yeah, man, you know, I'm doing well with this. And so I bought the equipment. So what I did is I went to Park City, Utah, which is a very high-end town. I put an ad, I, in, the, I put an ad yeah. in the newspaper. And yeah, I'll take one said free inspection i didn't even have the equipment i just wanted to see like this one, thank you does anybody care about this whatsoever yeah so i put it out in the paper free inspection i don't know how to inspect i mean you get a flashlight <laughs> get a flashlight and a, what i did is i took a flashlight a red towel ta- a white towel the, the smartest person in the dumb in what was it yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. he was the dumbest guy in the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden hold it was on. quite the opposite hold on <laughs> I was smart enough to not pay for the equipment first before I found out there was a market. He's, he'll put a swing on this all day long. He'll put a good spin on so, it. We know what just happened. Yeah, exactly. So I went out and I did all these kind of horseshit inspections, right? And uh, I sold enough duct cleaning before I bought the equipment to pay for all the equipment. Okay. Right? So I would just tell people, dude, I'm slammed. I'm like six weeks out. <laughs> you know? <laughs> So once I got enough jobs lined up, I'm like, okay, now I'll buy the equipment because I know I have got the money. I got the to, money to pay yeah. for it after, you know. So so I did that. I, it's it's not bad. No, it makes sense. Yeah, and with a flashlight. Yeah. So, so the equipment arrived. You got them. Yeah. I bought a I bought a rotor brush. I was just talking to the rotor brush guys today. Yeah. I bought a rotor brush, and dude, what I didn't realize was. Like these houses in Park City are like twenty thousand square feet. Huge. They got like three air handlers. They're like commercial buildings, you know. And yeah, I was ill prepared for that. Like, I mean, it like, wasn't like he was living in like regular suburbia. No. Yeah. He was living in a high. Well, it, yeah. Yeah, it was high end, man. I mean, the houses are beautiful, and I like. I can't even figure out how the system works, right? You know, <laughs> like I mean, I knew I knew how I knew how my system worked. <laughs> But I certainly didn't ha- understand how their system worked. Right. I was just like, they were who's calling, right? And uh, and price wasn't an object for them. Yeah. You know? Was the guy that we went to and right when I was with you, the I wasn't one you, where you with clogged you. the toilet? No, no, no. He was a cardi. <laughs> he was a card. Hang on, that's another great story. We went to this house. He was a cardio surgeon. It's cardiovascular surgeon. He had this house. It was huge. And we're in his crawl space that you can walk in. It's so big. And he's like, yeah, oh, you guys kind of do the same thing that I do, just on houses and I do it in bodies. And we're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like, he totally respected it. And it was like, boom, it was sold. Thousands of dollars on this job. And it was, he's like, yeah, this is great. And it worked. First air duct job took me four days. Yeah. And how many how many registers did you have to clean? Oh, it's like 137. <laughs> 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 totally under. This is like a second is, home. This isn't this a is, primary residence. No, dude, this was like a fifth home. Is, this, is is there even a chance you probably did the same one twice too? Oh, Potentially. 
I remember one of them was like, on dumbest guy in the smartest, <laughs> dumbest guy in the smartest business, right? I'd show up on some of these. Sorry, houses smartest that, guy in the dumbest business. I'd show up at some of these houses, and the house manager would hand me the blueprints. And I'm thinking, what oh am I going to do with those? And I'd be like, yeah. oh, thanks, man. That really helps. Just you know? check <laughs> off the rooms as you go on by. <laughs> anyway, I survived that. And uh, Larry had come up and did it together. And what was happening for me was I was going to run out of people in a way. Like, Utah's changed a lot. Utah now has a lot of people from all over. But people in Utah are notoriously frugal. Okay. So... Once you get out of those really high-end neighborhoods, and at the time there weren't as many, I was going to have like a limited customer base. I was going to have yeah. a hard time yeah. selling the, you know, the family with eight kids, right? They just don't have a lot of disposable income for right. that kind of stuff. So I was like, and I was like, well, I can go back to Southern California with Larry, and you know, those people will spend. It's also a cultural thing. People in California are are very okay with outsourcing labor. Yeah. Whereas in Utah, people are like, I'll figure that out myself. I'll clean my own air ducts. It's all good. So you, so you start in Utah, and then you take the company to California. Yep. Yeah, Ranch I'm living Cucamonga. in Southern California, Ranch Cucamonga. Yeah, so we started there. Like, I mean, we, I had been killing it, right? Like, I mean, I was just marketing to realtors, and I was getting work. Hang like, on. Yeah. It was 2000 and... Well, I'm getting to that, you oh, Pardon me. Go ahead. <laughs> and Au revoir. Go ahead. <laughs> Let me step back. Take control. <laughs> well, no, no, like, you got I feel all like the this answers. podcast. Is just, I'm just like watching like a behind the scenes. Oh, uh, it's, it's the story of our life, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll so start we're, throwing down in a minute. It'll be yeah, cool. And add to the entertainment. <laughs> if we move the table, yeah, we'll just, exactly. So we decide we'll that <laughs> we decide that we're gonna start on January second. Might have to break us up. Luckily, you're like a strong guy. It might not work. Okay. <laughs> I'll just let it go. Yeah, yeah. I'll oh, video sweet. it. Right I'll just video it. So, um, More digital media. <laughs> so Larry and I decide that we're He's still jigger. He's still going. Still he's, trying. He's, he's, he's still trying. He's still trying. We're shoot. already off. <laughs> uh, Eric's still uh, trying to keep, keep us on track dude. with this. <laughs> so, um, okay, okay. In, yeah. Anyway, You're, as yeah. I was saying for the 19th time, um, <laughs> we I drove to California <laughs> January 1st, 2008, and we were starting our business the next day. 2008. Yeah, so do the math, yep. and then we're in the Inland Empire, which was, other than Detroit. hit the worst. Other than Detroit. From what they said. Harder hit than any other place. But, you know, it hadn't kicked in yet. Like, we start. it was like, it was like two weeks or three weeks after we started. The wave was just building and building. It was yeah. ready to crash, right? Yeah. And, and. Dude, we had no contacts. We had no customers. We had no referral sources. And we didn't know what the hell and we, we didn't were doing. Because we we <laughs> all those things we knew we would have needed, we didn't know we needed at the time. Because yeah. the thing was, is that, you know, I'm like, oh, I had this big corporate job. I was successful there. I'm going to be super great at this. Yeah. Yeah. Bullshit, right? Like, yeah. I mean, you just don't, you don't know what you don't know. Being an entrepreneur is a whole That's, different thing. We didn't know a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were the dumbest we guy, the dumbest yeah. people in the, in, the dumbest yeah. in the little pond. We it was quite the opposite. Yeah. Totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for the advice. Really appreciate it. I should have oh. gone to law school. In two thousand eight, probably yeah. worked yeah. a whole I, lot better. I, I'd be practicing law right now. Yeah. Um, 
shit. I didn't even think of that. Uh-oh, he's out. He's out. <laughs> yeah. So Larry and I, it was so bad in 2008. Yeah. Larry and I used to sit and call. We'd be like, our phones must be broken, dude. We would call each call other. Me. Yeah. We'd call each other. Call the 800 And then when, when the phone would go through the 800 number and like Larry would pick up, my heart would just sink. Like, shit, yeah. the phones do work. But you know what? We got really <laughs> creative. No, well, and, I mean, the stories are funny. They're they're hilarious. But, but at the same time, like that oh, that oh eight thing. I mean, it was and it, crazy. And I mean, for me too. Like that's I started my well. The whole reason I have a business, honestly, is because oh eight happened. So I was I was happy being an electrician. I was going to take over my dad's company. 08 comes through, cuts my hours in half. My wife owns a salon. Her income gets cut in half. And we're literally, we're literally, I met the drywallers at our, I wouldn't say our dream house, but it was like our house for our kid to go from 10 to 18. Like, like it was our, our mid, you know, met the drywallers there the day I heard housing market crash for the first time. So we ended up, we lost that house, short sold it. We don't know how we're paying our bills, and I went on the road selling power boxes, and now I have now I have a power box business. But yeah, it was yeah. all because of, you know, I had to I switch. So I feel you, like, yeah, the pain there, hurt. like, yeah. But it's you know, real. it's interesting, you know, and it it came in handy for us with our coaching clients when when COVID hit. Larry and I started a business right in the heart of the Great Recession. Yeah. We yeah. with nothing and yeah. and we succeeded on grit mm-hmm. right you know i mean larry and i just looked at each other and like okay well nobody knows who we are so we're gonna make sure everybody knows who yeah. we are and we marketed like madmen we didn't always know what we were doing yeah but no we didn't really know what we we're doing any, any times yeah but you know what but dude? we figured it out as we went along well, i think exactly. that's the, i think that's the point though yeah. i mean i mean even me you you figure it out yeah. and yeah. and we even kind of talked about that I mean, even with this podcast you know i start one you start one and you just oh. Figure it out. You just go. We, you just do stuff. I mean, if you saw the early podcast and what we did, but anyway, um, <laughs> we lost a couple of them. But you gotta you gotta watch the YouTube video like I did, and then you know what to. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. That seemed like work. Um, <laughs> too busy for that. So um, we were doing trash outs because there was so much REOs. Is that what they were called? No, I don't know. Short sales. Short sales. There's so many short, short sales. Yeah. Yeah. That we were but just, people would just walk off. They just, just leave everything. Out. So we were trashing out. And then... In the evening, we were doing... Janitorial. Janitorial and hair, hair salons. salons. So oh I my got, gosh, was we, we got this, like, immediately. We're like, let's do janitorial. At least it's some money coming in, right? So we're like, we get this thing right away. 365 nights a year. Three hair like, high-end hair salons. Okay. And we're it's like... Good money. We're like, this is great, man. Janitorial. Maybe this is our calling, right? Well, we didn't realize that there's a reason nobody wanted to clean hair salons 365 days a year, right? Yeah. Because there's yeah. little bits of hair everywhere. And for but, years, for at least a year when you're doing hair, wherever we went. Did you just hit the hair splinters? Yeah. Because my wife was was a salon, yeah, yeah she, she had, salon, yeah. she yeah, she would get the hair splinters so and how we made money on yeah. that though, it wasn't the janitorial, so we would start going in and we're doing the janitorial, and we even ended up hiring three or four people to to do it as well because we you know we were doing multiple salons per day, okay, and and they were like big Aveda salons, I mean they were fan, fancy malls, big you know many chairs, big, yeah, but what they'd be like they'd be like how much to change a light bulb. 
We'd be like, I don't know, you know, eight bucks or something. <laughs> they'd be like, great. But all of a sudden, they like change every light bulb that you see out. And we would provide the light bulb. And, dude, we, we could be doing 10, 15 light bulbs a night. Yeah, so it'd be, it would solely so all of a sudden, you're like, holy crap, galore. we just made 100 bucks in, in yeah. light bulb changing, yeah. which takes a couple minutes, right? Yeah. And then they'd be like, can you, can you fix the ankle stop on the sink? Yeah, or just put a new braided line on. Yeah, I can do that. That's 30 bucks. So all of a sudden, we're doing all these little, they're, they're almost like handyman things. It's yeah. not like plumbing. Like it, some maintenance. Some, it's just, yeah. Because they don't do that kind of stuff. Or, you know, these salons did not do that. So we were doing that. But the problem was is that Larry and I would work. Those started at 10 p.m. Yeah. And they were far apart. So we'd be up from like 10 to 4. Yeah. Doing mm-hmm. that. Go sleep two hours. And then go clean carpets all day or market all day or oh, whatever. Wow. We did something all day. Yeah. So we worked seven days a week, essentially 20 hours a day for like a year and a half straight. Yeah. And I remember at the end, we were burning out so bad. Oh, well, you had? Yeah, you had to be. But you know what, dude? We weren't going to quit. Yeah. There was nothing. 2008. Think about it. You were doing whatever. There was whatever, anywhere else to go. Whatever well, I mean, you could Put you together just did whatever you could do, and yep. I was collecting on these salons because they didn't have much going on. Yeah, and I was sympathetic oh, to them. I'm yeah, like, but dude, yeah. you gotta pay us because yeah. I'm like, Larry, go break coming. their fingers. We need that money. Breaking the thumbs, <laughs> doing a Rocky thing, and it, they, you know, they paid and they went out. And sadly, this company went out of business. All the the salons that they had, and they sold out somebody else. Yeah, we were gone by then. But we did end up end up paying for them. They were good people, but. It was just so hard for everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, then with the banks, we were doing the trash outs, and I was calling the bank like every other day. Hey, man, can we get paid? We can get paid. And I was just making five or ten calls every day. And the banks were like 90 days out, and it was just like. Uh, it was a grind. Uh, but we survived. survived. But my point yeah. is. We got the- thin. We Yeah, so were the kids. <laughs> we didn't have heavy kids. <laughs> we didn't have heavy kids. <laughs> Here, 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 kid! Have a wish sandwich. You, you wish there was a wish, meat wish in that. There was a meat in it. <laughs> Blues Brothers, bow, bow, bow. So um, we survived that whole thing, but at the end, we were we were getting so burned out, man. And oh, all yeah. we wanted to do was just have a good service business that basically ran during the day. You, but you know? know what? In the end, we started getting traction, and we started doing yeah. the jobs that made us more money. Yeah, and then we, and we got had a higher rid of that profit, stuff. and it, it worked out well. So we, it wasn't for nothing. Yeah, we well, learned a lot. My original it. point was so you know, fast forward to this past year. So I've got a whole bunch of one-on-one coaching clients and home services. And, you know, the world stops on March 11th or whatever. Yep. And, you know, I'm having my coaching call going, all right, dude, like, it's go time. This is what we got to do. Like, I've lived through this, maybe not on the same scale, but real similar. And it was funny, people's mindset. Like, on March 11th or 12th, a lot of guys had decided their fate already. Yeah. The guys that Saw were going to quit, quit. Yeah. Like, they would go, Eric, you know what, man? Uh Whole world shut down. I think I'm just gonna. I, I think I'm just gonna ride it out, and we'll see what happens in June. And I'm, I'd be like, it, "Dude, it, you're done. Yeah, you're done." And then you know what we were telling everybody is like, "Let let us tell you the story of 2008, if you weren't there already, and how we survived or and thrived." Because, dude, we put so many carpet cleaners basically out of business because when it did start to open up, everybody knew us because. 
you know, we might have been janitorial, doing janitor work all night, but we were marketing all day. Yeah. And um, it was a great separator for us. And sure enough, the guys who quit have struggled, and the guys who took the advice and went, I'm going to double down on marketing. Go. They're killing it, dude. Because by June, July, August, now everybody realizes I got government money, I'm home. What if you're I still, I still yeah. have a job. Like yeah. a lot of people still had a job. And they got extra money. So what are they doing? They're investing in their home because they're home more. They're home all the time. Yeah, so they're taking the vacation funds. Guys, they're taking the, yeah. Home services guys have done really well. The ones, Oh, my dad's electrical business never slowed down. They've hired two new people. Yeah. Like, uh, got another yeah, van. Like, great? through the pandemic, an- another van's running. And, yeah, they're doing they're, And they're who slammed. would have expected it with all this craziness that's going yeah. on? No. You know, they're I slammed. Mean, we have skills now, but... The thing with Larry and I... Now we're a little bit of the smaller guys in the big little ponds. We somehow... We're working up the ladder. We made it... Notching up. We started as dumb guy in the dumb guy industry, right? Like, even though we thought we were. And uh, and now we're... we're, uh, The problem is, unbeknownst to us, it was never the dumb guy industry. (laughs) You know, right? Right, right. uh, But, you know, what we... All those things we learned are great and now we've got, had so much coaching that we have real skills but that wasn't what got us here larry and i don't quit like yeah, yeah. we we don't we might not be the smartest guys in the room we'll be the first one to tell you we're not afraid to fail we're not afraid to look bad to other people yep we will keep going and we will wear you down that's that's our yeah. skill what i think i yeah i don't know that i would said it like that but yeah i feel i mean for me i feel the same way it's like that's I know when this, like when the pandemic happened and RQ2 went to, went to nothing. I mean, it was, uh, and it was just, I don't know. Like I just almost like comfortable being uncomfortable or something. It's just like, oh no, we got like, no, we got this. You just gotta, you just gotta think about it a little. You just gotta work a little harder. You just gotta do something a little different. You just gotta, but well, this is, we'll get through this. Yeah. This isn't. Yeah. We'll Cause I, I mean, this. You for know? me, it's like, I went through 08. Like I went, I went through 08. I mean, and I think those, you know, it's those times when you go through that kind of stuff, it's like, you either know what you're made of, it makes you stronger or whatever, but it's like when this happens, like, oh, I went through 08. Like, this pandemic comes through, I'm just like, ah. I can do this. Is, like, this is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, we'll handle yeah. this. Well, and, it, it and toughens you. You just go. You see that in the old, Larry's talking about Nick and Bill, and you see it in a lot of the guys that have been around a long time. They've got a toughness, and you can just feel it. Like, Oh, you, yeah. When you're talking to them, and they might tell a story or two, but you can... They're like the old lion with all the battle scars. Like you can just, they mm-hmm. they exude that in everything they do. They're so I, unfazed. They're I had just, a buddy of mine. On their path. Yeah, I had a buddy of mine call me, and we were going to go out and have a couple of drinks one night. And he was just, I can't go out. My wife just lost her job. She's a yoga instructor, and he just he was an SEO guy, and it's just his business tanked, and everything just fell apart right around in April. And he's, like, so sad. And I was laughing. I'm like, oh, dude. And he's, like, young. He's, like, in his late 20s. And I'm laughing. I'm like, dude, this is nothing. You're smarter than the next guy. And as I'm laughing, he's getting angry and he's getting pissed at me. And I'm like, listen, man, it's all good. You're going to get through this. Just take a deep breath. You're panicking. There's no reason to panic. Don't panic. Don't panic. Go figure it out, which he did, of course. And sure enough, two months later, he's like, oh, my God, I just got the biggest contract I ever had. And his wife got some big thing. And all of a sudden, sudden he had way more than he had three months ago. And I'm like, see, this is what you do. Yeah. 
and you just can't panic because guys move forward. Yeah. Well, it's that whole like Zig Ziglar thing, and I'm not going to get the thing right exactly, but you know, his thing is that your past doesn't dictate your future. Yeah. Just because you're having a bad go right this minute doesn't mean that in a, a month, a year, or two years, it can't be completely different. Right. Like literally, complete. Your whole life could be totally different if oh. you buckle down, do the work, and figure it out. You know. Well, yeah. No, totally. So you guys, so you guys get the, you come through 08, you have that. How long before you guys, before you guys sell and start them? Because I mean, basically, like your your kind of backstory, you have the restoration company, if I remember right, yeah. you sell, yep. you got the morning tech meeting thing, you guys start that up and, and so, podcasting, like now we're here today. But ten, so 10 years, we sold it 10 or 11, somewhere in that range. And then we found out, we, we stopped, Eric was good, he stopped, and actually he did this before we even sold, and he came to me after we sold, like three or four months after he goes, and we were like reflecting on what really works in our business to make it so good that we were able to sell. Because at that point, like how 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 did you guys, or how, where were you guys at in, as far as growth from, you know, you start in 08 to when you sell? Uh, like trucks, employees, revenue, like where, yeah, where are you guys we at? we doing like 3.5. Okay. We done. And in our business. Is it all it's, water? It's all, it's all mitt though. No, yeah. so no that's, it was a lot of it was carpet cleaning. We had oh, yeah, yeah carpet, carpet cleaning. No, no, no put back. No put back. Okay. No. So that that's 3.5 big. is big. That's big. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a lot of, it's a lot of floods. Yeah. Which makes it valuable. Yeah, because if you buy it, of, if you buy that and you do reconstruction, you can turn that into ten, twelve, fifteen. You, right. you know, so um, yeah, we never we did putbacks for a year. Didn't it wasn't our thing. Yeah, like it just it didn't wasn't. work out at all. Yeah. Um, so and I know a lot of companies are like that. They're just like uh, we'll Larry and I were a totally different business. To a totally different beast. Yeah. I think it's a it's a, it's a personality thing. Like the guys that do put back really well they're like really patient and like because those are long projects larry and i are like the king of the three to five day projects Just get in get out get in, in get, get out, out. we want somebody in and we're certain you know larry and i have always been this way we're service we're all about service that was our thing like so if you're there six months it, well yeah yeah you know i yeah. couldn't even I, yeah don't yeah, even imagine so um so we had already We'd already been coaching. Kind of, I had been doing a lot of coaching within the company to grow the technicians. Like, we realized that the majority of our problems were not technically related. So it wasn't like I right. sent a guy out and he doesn't know how to dry out a house. Our guys knew how to dry a house. We're sending them, getting them IICRC certified. Right. We're training them on technical stuff. Yep. You know, I mean, we're getting them technical training. Yep. And that's the th- kind of stuff that most of the guys that come to us, they like that, right? So it's not a, a hard sell to them to, to train technically. The hard sell is to get them to train on all the soft skills. How to talk to Mrs. Jones, where to park the van, don't walk across the lawn, you know, like, you know. All Look her in the eye, talk to her, wait till yeah. we invite her yeah. to the house. We, we say her or the nuance. the majority of our clients on the cleaning side were female. Sure, you know? yeah. So, um we realized just by, you know, we're putting out fires all day. We're getting people calling and complaining. Which then is the, the explains the fireman the suit, fireman which suit, yep. Eric explained to me earlier that you're, yeah. 
So you're wearing a fireman suit during the yeah, during the just, convention because you're putting out fires. I'm representing the business owner that doesn't realize that they're just being firemen all day long. They're not working on the business. They're working in the business by putting out fires all day long. Yeah, in my issue, well, like if I can, I, I, go, I, go back real quick. So what I want the what I want the listeners to understand is, yes, Larry's going around putting out fires all day, which is why he's wearing a fireman suit. But let me tell you, the visual of the fireman suit is a child's plastic red helmet <laughs> on a grown man that came with the suit who's walking who's walking around a trade show and i get it i, I get you, the concept you but, get that at like party there's, time there's or also <laughs> a little plastic <laughs> fireman's that helmet is the worst i okay anyway so yeah, just listeners true. visual well, okay moving on so you know the fireman suit was great and i didn't even know what it looked like and we walked up to the to him to the doors to get in the hotel and there was a mirror in his doors and I'm like, Oh look at me, I look really cool. I'm like the hat not so much. The suit is definitely more authentic than the hat. But a big fireman's hat is just gigantic and heavy. No, the, pla- the little red plastic one's perfect. Don't ever change that. <laughs> yeah. Don't ever change that. People will look at me, but looking at my hat dolls, I'm going, what the hell is this guy doing? I'm trying to sell him on morning tech meeting. Like, nice hat, man. You're like, no, when you go in, you have to be professional. You need to get your guys professional, and you're wearing a little red plastic. <laughs> little red hat. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. So what was happening is... Quite funny, huh? Yeah. I'm leaving. You two just... No, this is too funny. Dude, I kept telling you it was the worst hat. You're like, no, no, that's good. Run with it. And now I'm getting real feedback from people going, you look like an idiot. You look like an idiot. This is great. Do it. Just keep it looking like an idiot. It's wonderful. Eric's the dumbest in the dumbest business. You look like an idiot. This is perfect. Yeah, we're, we're now coming. we're becoming we're, the dumbest guys in the dumbest spot <laughs> more than ever. We're looking really bad today. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, oh I was getting God, these are fantastic. I was getting so pissed. Everyone knows. Everyone knows you got. No, okay. Let him go. He's on a roll. Let him no, keep going. Just, I was so bring it back. Yep. Larry was. He's always, always bringing it back. It's just no it fun. I don't know. I'll take another beer. Bring it back, Eric. Yeah, 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 so yeah. I was Cheers. always getting super pissed because Larry would always stop marketing to go put out a fire. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what's the opportunity cost of every hour that he's not marketing, right? It's not just the cost of Larry driving to the shop and grabbing whatever tool that the guy didn't have and then driving it over. It's... Well, that's two hours of marketing that didn't happen. We only had 40 hours that week, so you just took two for one problem. Right. You multiply that by however many a week, you know, because... I'm going to have these pineapples rotting in the back of my car because that's... Yeah, we even got to the pineapples. Yeah, Yeah. we'll get to the pineapples. So I was like, I have to fix this. I have to get it so that the guys can be... I think that goes back to... I know know for me, uh, some book I read, whatever, but it was like... Like, worry about your biggest problem. And, and and the next problem, it'll show up once you fix the biggest one. Yeah. So, I mean, I can see that for you. You're just like, this thing is in my face every single day. Like, I have I have to get this. Well, it's I like, have to get this figured out. It's like out. Gary Keller's The, the one, one Thing. thing. Yes. That love book, it. right? Yep. Yep. So, he's like. It might have been that is what I'm it referencing. Could be. Yeah. So, it's like, fix the one thing that will change everything else in your business, yep. the right? first domino that's going to knock everything down. Larry yeah. and I just kept going. You know, it was kind of like. I was sitting with the girls in the office going, 
what are the problem? Why why do we have to keep doing this? Like we need to get to the bottom of what is the problem? And then they were starting to log the phone calls and what it was for, like a complaint. What the issues are, yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden it's like every single one was something to do with our guys not really knowing how to behave on a job site. It was some version of that. And it was never that they're doing it on purpose. We had great guys. Yeah. But they were untrained. And they you know, didn't come from backgrounds where they were raised to have these yeah. skills. And we were Not in a high against nine. these I, guys. So, so I'm thinking of a story, but... But it's like, you know, like you said, like guys aren't trained and they're they're just doing they're just doing things. The story I'm thinking of involves my son. So that just that just references that I didn't train him. <laughs> very well. We can't hit everything. Exactly. As parents, we're not trained either. You know, my son goes on a job. He goes on a job with my dad. It was like one of the first times and he was with let me. I'll clear. It. So he's with my brother. My brother's like his supervisor for the day. Carson, it was like a weekend. They were busy. They're like, can so Carson uncle work? Uncle is his supervisor. Uncle's supervising. Yeah. yeah. So he goes on the job with his uncle. <laughs> My brother tells him, he hands him a, a charger for the drill or whatever. He's like, he's like, go plug this in and then, you know, come back. So he comes back. Long story short, Carson has a hard time. I can't find a plug that's not being used. Carson's your son. Carson's my son. Okay. So he unplugs the owner's computer. <laughs> It's exactly what we're talking about, dude. <laughs> it plugs, yeah. plugs in the God. Milwaukee Charger. <laughs> Did what he was told. Instead of, <laughs> which then my brother has to deal with this pissed off owner. Wonder why his computer his is off but a Milwaukee Charger. Gosh. <laughs> that's But that's a perfect scenario right there. Those are the oh, calls. God, we still laugh about that. Anyway. Yeah, it's, it's, no, I don't want to say it's just a maturity thing. He was, how old was he when he did that? Oh, he was, he was 17. Exactly. Well, in, in, in my brother, my brother, he's like, he's like, honestly, that guy was, well, never mind. I don't, no one listens to this podcast. He's like, he's like, Honestly, that guy was kind of a dick, so it was fine. He's like, I thought it was funny. No, it probably no, was. No one listens to this podcast. <laughs> Come on. We got plenty of people listening to podcasts. Well, hopefully my brother or this gentleman that, uh, doesn't li- Your brother. We didn't name the gentleman. I may edit it out. Please, I don't know. No, anyway. No, 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 leave it. So how good. many Milwaukee Chargers get plugged in in place of a computer? Hundreds, uh, probably. No, do you think so we the don't one, know who. Do you think the plug on top of it was open <laughs> or not? What are the odds of I, that? I hope yeah. not. Yeah, exactly. Was there a power ship right there? You never can tell. <laughs> but wait a minute. Like You're... one desk fan plugged in, and then there was the power strip. Exactly. Sorry, Carson. I love needs, you. Nobody needs this. No, hang on a second. No, Carson's defense. How many of the three of us would have done the same exact thing yeah, at 17? Oh, yeah. In, boom, boom. My uncle told me to plug this in. Well, I'm plug it in. It's funny because as we, as we, but hang on a second, wait, wait. What do you do as a parent to prevent that, to create that thought process? I mean, I, I, I don't you know. know. I don't know. I, you know, what do you do? <laughs> you send them away to boarding school or something like that, <laughs> so somebody else can do a better job than we can. You, uh, there you go, Eric. You're, you're getting too frustrated. He wants to keep talking. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say that if you think about all the trades. I, well, now, I mean, to be fair, Carson grew up in an electrician's house. We had plenty of plugs. So, uh, yeah, he, 
Yeah. He was probably sick. frustrated. He's like, why aren't there three different plugs yeah, to yeah, plug yeah, in? That's like, true. I had plugs everywhere in my house. Yeah. We had... Um, <laughs> Absolutely. You keep justifying your son's <laughs> cluelessness. <laughs> Carson's amazing. I, I don't He's even great. know why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> It's all about Carson, man. Yep. <laughs> Great kid. Okay. Um, and Eric, anyway, these bring, are it, the te- bring it back to it. These yeah. are the situations that happen with technicians, and Eric was a tech whisperer, and he corrected that with his John Maxwell training that he yeah. tweaked. Yeah. Yeah, so we just recognize that, like, hey, we're sending 23-year-old kids with not a lot of life experience to million-dollar houses every single day. And... Um, and uh, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like it just it's it's ill conceived, right? No, it makes sense. And we all do trained. it. Everybody in the home services we, business do it. So, yes. But, so the the problem is is that you're going to have the disconnect when you send the two 23 year olds to go do a job that they technically know how to do, no problem, to Mr. and Mrs. Jones in a 1.5 million dollar house. He's a lawyer. She's a doctor. Right. There's a huge disconnect there. Steve, there is, yes. Steve Toburin, yes. It, this is the greatest thing. Steve Toburin, at, I went to Strategies for Success at John Don like years ago, 12, yep. 15, 13 years ago now. And he put up this thing, like a chart, and he said like, you know, like it was client and technician. And he'd be like, you know, drive. So the, the, for them, it was an Audi. For him, it was like, uh, you know, 1983 Subaru. <laughs> so, you know, right? Because, and, and then he'd be like, music, classical, rapper, heavy metal. Like, you know, and like he kind of like completely different. Did a compare and contrast. And he's like, it's your job as an owner to bridge the gap and bring the guys that are these young guys. They have to be able to deal in this world. And that was kind of like where MorningTechMeeting.com started getting born out of. In a lot of ways, to be honest, it's a, it's a mixture of John Maxwell's training and strategies put into five-minute videos every day. Yeah. But that's really what it boils down to. And then whatever experience I have running all these guys and just trying to use the stories from the field as an illustration, like, guys, this isn't how we behave. Right? This isn't what we, we don't do this. Right. You know, and, and I'm training guys on these videos, and we trained our own guys of like, okay, dude, um, today's lesson is don't play World of Warcraft till 4 a.m. and then be at work at 7. It doesn't work. It's kind of obvious. It, it, it's not obvious. That's the problem. No, to their performance, it's obvious. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you meant to them. No, no, you know, so don't drink, their don't performance. Drink, don't drink 12 beers on a Tuesday night. Because you're going to be worthless by noon on, you know, all day Wednesday. Right, you come right. in and it'll, you know. Like, Which then oh. affects the people you're working with and affects the jobs. Yeah. And it, it just keeps, and yeah, you paint, domino. And when you get, you keep talking about those things and you start painting a bigger picture for them, what happens is a certain amount of them will buy in and be like, oh, yeah, you know what? I didn't really think of that. Like, yeah, uh, being hung over all day on Wednesday, I don't do a good job. Isn't right. awesome. Isn't awesome. I don't yeah. feel good till noon, and then by 2, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I want to go to bed. So, you know, we even taught them how to quit. Don't ghost everybody. Oh, don't just. The worst. Don't These not guys would up. quit. I get a text once. It was killed me. I quit. Just like that. And well, I don't like, care about that if it's two weeks before they quit. No, but. no. That morning they were coming <laughs> yeah. in. I was like, yeah, oh yeah. You know, we'd get that. We'd get, you and then know. We, we instituted a lesson. This is how you quit. This is what you do. You give two weeks. You don't burn all your bridges and everything like that. Well, yeah. and the other yeah. thing is, is like, you know, a lot of these guys that, okay, let's say they're 
They don't want to be there. So my thing to them would be like, look, it's not just about me as the owner, right? You've worked shoulder to shoulder with all your bros who you still like for a year or two years or however long you've been with me, right? And, okay, you might not want to be here anymore. I get it. The burnout rate in our type of business is high. Well, and hopefully you found a better opportunity and you can move on. I mean, best case scenario, right? Whatever it is. Yeah. So my, my, you know, a lot of what I would talk about with my guys is like, don't burn your buddies. Right. Because they have to pick up the slack when you just bail. You know, it's not fair. You know, you're going to need my reference someday. If you're moving on and better and up. Yeah. Well, or just quitting and trying to find another job doing the same thing somewhere else. I can't tell you how many times, Jarrett, guys would just ghost us or just quit with like 6 a.m. with And then put you as a referral? Yep. <laughs> but and well, and there's got to be like some sort of disconnect somewhere. Like well, it's just know, like. Well, you know, it's funny. You know, it's like, so I'd get all these calls from other restoration companies. Like, you know, John Smith says he worked for you and put you as, you know, referral or whatever, like. Uh, what do you, can you tell us? And I'd be like, well, he worked here from this day to this day. That says everything, yeah, right? Yeah, you can't say anything. It's frustrating. So I don't it say anything. But then what happens is a lot of times, you look, restoration's a small world. Yeah. You know your competitors. So all of a sudden I get an owner calling me going, hey, man, uh, I saw this guy work for you for a year. Like, what's up? He's applying. And I'm like, yeah, kid's a dirtbag. He ghosted me. Yeah. He's like, okay, it's all I need to know. Thanks. Boom. Right? So these kids that did this. They don't even know how many times they haven't gotten jobs because they did right, that. Right. So we would tell these stories, and it's like, dude, it's only two more weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yes, not that. It, you know. And it doesn't take a whole lot. It's just you know, you got to you can't you have to have professional courtesy. It's not even professional courtesy. It's just courtesy to your to your friends, your peers, yeah, you, exactly. the people you work with, and we do have relationships with all our guys, and. Um, it would go a long way, but sometimes it didn't. So that was the problem sometimes. Yeah. So, but so you so what I'm interested in, do you have the so I guess like like we'll kind of just fast forward, jump ahead. So you have you solve some problems in your company with the morning tech meeting, uh, solve some soft skills, get some education to people. Everything kind of turns around in the company where those pain points aren't a problem anymore. And, and we're moving on. You guys have success. You sell. But now you have, you still have the morning tech meetings. And you're offering those to to, to everybody, to, to every, like, what's the markets? What's the, what's, what's the model? What's the model there? So what we do is we, we it's a model that we used to have a meeting. And we're modeling it after what we did. So okay. every morning we'd have a production meeting in our business, and the guys liked knowing what everybody else was everybody else was doing, and it was something that works really well. So every morning we'd say, "Okay, this job, this job, this job," and these guys are going, and, and it would take like two or three minutes, and it was cool, and they really liked it because the techs are generally guys that want to know what's going on, they want a stability, they want to know, yeah, they want to be comfortable, and and that's what we did. And then Eric came in after he went to John Maxwell, started instituting a lesson. How how was John Maxwell? It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really good. I, I mean, I've read I've read some of the books. I lo- oh, I, yeah. I love it. But my my certification training was phenomenal. Um, are you going to tell a story about the disconnect? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. The disconnect so, was the Maxwell yeah. stuff. Cool. Yeah. Eric cool. came in and he started teaching. The, and it wasn't always it was John Maxwell and the Howard Parcher stuff, and it was stuff that was like more for business owners and for 
guys that were thinking on a higher level. Nothing against the technicians because they thought at a different level. Yeah. Not, it could have even been they higher. Different not, of responsibilities. not even a different level, just thought differently. Different would, ways. Yeah, it was just a different way. Yeah. So Eric presented these goals and all these things, and everybody's got to put their posts on the wall of their goals. And the and all of a sudden, one of our managers <laughs> yeah, came in. I didn't get it. I get our, it. Our GM came in one day, and he's like, you know what? We got to stop these goals things because this is just stressing me out. <laughs> I don't want to put my picture of anything on the wall and my guys are coming to me and they're like hating it. And Eric's like blown out of the water. And he's just like, oh my gosh, I'm working so I hard. I did all this training. It's <laughs> yeah. not working. Like, Larry, oh we wasted gosh. all this money and so, my time. So to Eric's defense and his ingenuity, he stopped and like for a week he just thought and freaking the guy goes and sits by himself forever. And I'm like, whatever, you knock yourself out. I like didn't show up for work the next week. I just was like, I have to fix this problem. No, it's, he showed yeah. up for work. No, but, but it, it's like my one, it's their one thing, right? Like, yeah. I have to fix so this. Like, thought, like, I just failed. I, I'm pretty sure I just fixed it. Now it's, now I'm, it's now worse. It shot work. out of the, it's worse. Just blown up. So he comes back in I his defense. To cry. He came back and he started creating lessons. And I think a lot of it was from Howard's book to give Howard some props. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we were, we're Howard Partridge protege. Howard Partridge. Yeah. Yeah. Howard, when I say Howard, I mean Howard Partridge. And he started teaching lessons at the blue-collar level, which was probably higher than ours because, you know, we were the dumbest guys in the smallest pond. <laughs> and teaching it at their level, yeah. and they grasped it. And they're like, oh, I get it. Wow. And it was connection. And all of a sudden, he was the tech whisperer. He filled the role. He connected with these guys, and these guys were engaged. And all of a sudden, there was engagement. And I was like, holy smokes. And he started doing this acronym of the uh, of the business. Well, I changed Shamrock. our mission statement. We had this mission like, statement. mission statement. Yeah. So long, just... And he created it where it related to the technicians, not the clients. He started catering the mission statement to the technicians. Okay. And all of a sudden, they started grasping it. And they were like, oh, I get this. Not at first. Because if you fix the technician, the client gets the benefit anyway. Right. Yeah. So all the technicians yeah. are buying yeah. into our mission statement and our vision. And then he started, you know what it was? We started having problems that were ha- consistent over the years. And he started creating lessons about the why. Why it was important not to tell the client certain things. Not to say, oh, Mrs. Jones, you got all these problems and it's just the worst. And you just, <laughs> No. Shut yeah, up yeah, and, yeah. and tell them what they need help I, with. I didn't tell anybody to shut up. Well, no, but I, I would have. Well, <laughs> that's why you're not the tech whisperer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Larry's one video. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Two words. Drops the mic. <laughs> Boom. But no, it was the why. He explained why. This yeah. is why, you, not shut up, but why this is why you don't tell these things. And this is why you tell other things. Yeah. This is what the client wants to hear, and this is what makes the, not the client to, to cover up what we were doing or nothing like that, but well, why no, the client probably more to like right to understand you're like you're doing your job and you show up to a flood every day. Yeah, the client doesn't have a flood every day. Exactly. This is I mean so I mean, I mean I think the listener everybody gets it, but yeah to that yeah. to that point it's like to help to help understand yeah what the what the customer's emotional state is and exactly. what their yeah, what their mentality go. is at that moment and how you can cater to them the best. We had we had empathy lessons all the time. Yeah. Look, empathy is something that can be learned. You don't you don't have, you you aren't just born with empathy or not. I mean, yeah, some people are more in tune with that than others. Yeah. But 
you know, you can train empathy and sympathy. Like, it's just a little at a time. And we would do that. We would talk about, like, we always had lessons. I mean, these aren't in the actual videos that I do, but, you know, more specific to us, we're like, guys, you know, don't tell the client, like, oh, this flood's nothing. You should have seen the one I was on yesterday. <laughs> right? Because they don't want to hear that. Well, like, no. To them, this, the, their to them, little this one is the room, biggest. Exactly, yeah, right? Yeah, the whole, so, whole world is upside down. So, yeah. you know, what a negative moment of truth it is when that guy says that to, to them, right? They've and got, he didn't mean anything by it. He didn't. He's just way nope. smaller than the one he was on yesterday where yeah. their whole life is ruined for six months or whatever, right? So, you know, we would talk about a lot. We would do the lesson, and then we would apply it as a group to what we did. Okay. Right? So the lessons... They're all, I mean, I don't care if you're an electrician, a plumber, you know, they're re, anybody that's going into homes and working, those lessons would apply yep. and close enough. And then we would then say, well, then take a couple extra minutes and talk amongst yourselves to talk about exactly what it is that you do and how that applies. Yep. You know, I think that's the best way to use it personally. And the thing I keep coming back to is the why, because that was the, uh, the why, the, uh, who's the book that wrote the, oh, um. Simon Sinek. Simon Sinek, all about the why. And yep. we just did a book club like that with Bill, Bill Yaden. Yeah. And yeah, the like why. What is your why or yeah, something. Start, yeah, and he start would explain. With start with why. He would explain the why, why these things, you need to do these things. Because, you know, you tell your guys to do these things, and they're like, yeah, yeah, I'll do them. No problem. Yeah. And they don't stop to think about the why. But when it's presented to them in a way that it connects with them, like, oh, yeah. And then we'd have a discussion for, like, two minutes at the end about, you know, why this is important. And they'd contribute because they're buying in. Yeah. Also, right. you have engagement, engagement with your technicians. You're like, oh, this is value. And then the culture would get better because of the engagement. And then the performance and the service would get better. This is a domino effect at that point. Yeah, bada-bing. It was just the Gary, Gary Kelly. You hit that first domino, and then a bunch of them would fall well, down right past and, it. And, look, I mean... It, it you can see from this podcast I'm not a patient person. <laughs> so, so um, you think <laughs> so. It, you have to exercise some patience with it though because they don't just buy into it right away. It's not like yeah. well I, I just started doing a morning meeting and two weeks later not everybody's doing everything I wanted. It's like it doesn't work that way, dude. Yeah, it's getting a few key guys that have influence over the rest of the guys to buy in. Yeah. Right, so that's the meeting before the meeting, where you're pulling your 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 guy who has half the team love this guy and look up to him, going, "All right, bro, this is what we're going to talk about, and here's why we're doing this, and here's how it will affect you positively." I need your help getting the rest and of the guys on board. This is how I need you board. to react. Yeah, yeah. yeah. leaders yeah. and leaders. Yeah, yeah, because we had one guy in particular that. He was the guy standing with his arms crossed, like, this is fucking bullshit, you know? And uh, and all of a sudden, one day, like, he was, I mean, he was just, but he had more influence over the other guys than anybody else. They they worshipped him. Like, yeah. they looked up to him. They yeah. He was their guy, not Larry and I. And he was sitting in the back with the bad attitude and the whole thing. And then one day he came back, and it was like night and day. And it would always happen just like that. Boom. Like, all of a sudden, the next day he comes in, and he's, like, raising his hands and answering questions. I mean, like, it was literally a 180-degree shift. And we had been doing these lessons already for three or four months. Yeah. And I pulled him aside after a few days of that, and I'm like, dude, what's up? Like, are you okay? You know? Yeah. Like, why now are you so into <laughs> what it? What do I need to expect next? And what happened to him is he was like, I was on a job. 
and I saw something happen before my eyes, and then I saw it go way bad, and I, it was exactly what you had done that morning in the lesson. Mm. And if we had just done what you said, we would have had a much happier day. Yeah, and it's just about right. making your day smooth. Right. Yeah. So as soon as he, so that like Larry said, that domino fell, and then he took the rest with him. Yeah. And then what happens Very is cool. they start weeding out the guys who won't buy in. Right. They're like that's the next step. Yeah, that's the next step. Is look, you're gonna get guys that and will never buy in. Just naturally, it's not like you train everybody to start weeding people out. Just it'll it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I told you, you know, the other day on our podcast yesterday. Uh, the mini podcast, like we had yeah. guys who quit drinking. We had, you know, because they yeah, had you a, say like, like because they made some a, life changes. They had an alcohol yeah. problem. We had people that changed their financial position. Larry and I used to like eat, like if we would find out what was going wrong in their life to see how we could fix it. Right. Some servant leadership. So like, yeah, we had yeah. a guy who dude, he just was never good with his money. He made good money. But he couldn't but, keep yeah. any of the money. Right. Yeah. So, and, and it, and, and, you know, what we did is we traded carpet cleaning with a guy that we we had as a client who was a financial planner so that he would give him free financial planning advice, right? We would just find ways to try to get them what they needed. Well, so when you, anytime you can make a difference in someone's life, I mean, they're, one, one, it shows that you got their back, you know, shows you care, shows you love them, builds that relationship. And then, and then with that relationship, then builds that loyalty that you need as yeah. an owner to then then succeed further. Well, then they, mean, do, just, they don't again another they don't text you. I quit at six no, in the morning, never. and and they don't leave you for a dollar an hour. They're, right. I mean, how much is turnover cost? Yeah, but it's the loyalty goes both ways. They're loyal to you, but you're loyal to them. Yes, we have many guys that really needed something in a pinch, not like financially or something like that, but with their family or this or that, and we just step up and help them out 100%, and, you know, just work both so ways. I remember talking to someone, and I don't remember what the, who who the company was or the conversation, but it was like, you know, they're out on a job. They're, it's a traveling storm chase kind of thing, kind of scenario, and something medical happens at home with one of the kids. Yeah. And, you know, they have people, you know, in that company that go, on scene, straight to it was something bad. Like they they had bad news for this for this guy that's working, mm. and they sent somebody out there, like you know, a, immediately within a couple of hours, whatever. They're on a plane to get there to go give this guy a hug, make sure he has everything, a plane ticket back, you know. And it's but it's that you know, and and they do that for him, and he gets to be gets back with his family, and they make sure everything's okay. And you know, and and, and to that when you have when you have somebody's back to that level. Yeah, that dude. That dude yeah. knows, knows he's in It'll good hands. He's in the family. Exactly. He'll run through yeah. a wall for yeah. the company. Exactly. Yeah. Whatever yeah. it takes. I mean, you know, exactly. Everybody always thinks it's money, right? I mean, you've heard it's not this. money. No. Yeah. Well, they do all these. So, I mean, it's like fifth on the list. But it's, yes. On most lists, it's like the fifth thing that they. It doesn't mean it doesn't matter. Of course, it matters. We all go to work to make. No one's going to work for free. Right. Yeah. But, but the thing is, is that you need more being appreciated. Being cared for, you know, th- those things. And something will, to look forward to every morning to go. Going to a place that feels safe yeah. and stable, opposed to a roller coaster every day. Nobody likes that. Yeah, we've been there. Our, we've had our business be a complete we were, roller coaster. We were that guy. We were yeah, we guys. were. Yeah. Look, in the early days, we were like the worst place to work ever. <laughs> <laughs> we had <laughs> such turnover. Larry and I, I was like, why are these guys keep quitting? Larry and I are I super quit. intense. Bullshit. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, Larry and I are super intense. We didn't we didn't have the skill. We hadn't gotten the skills or the mindset to keep it. He's just loquacious. He just talks. He just talks. Dude, you've been talking like half the time. No, 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 more no. than half the no, time. No, no. He, he, he really he's talking it. way too much. It's all good. I don't even know where I was. You're yeah, I know, but you'll keep going. It's all good. Keep going. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. All right. No more beer. Best. No more beer for you. <laughs> so, okay. But no, so we got... So you got boarding tech. I don't even think we're out of the company yet. We're trying. We're, so no, 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 we're not. Sell the sell the company. Company sold. It's gone. Sold gone. Sold the company. It's gone. Morning tech meeting. You're now like you have videos available for service tech companies, service industry. Um, what what I want to really what I want to hear the next uh, a story. I want to hear a success story of a company that maybe just been that was a horrible place to work for, like you guys had. And then they get morning tech meeting, and it, yeah, yeah. it turns it around. Yeah, man. Go ahead. Yeah. Which one you got? Well, I think my favorite one, and it, uh, I'm going to start with one that wasn't a horrible place to work. Okay. But it, it uh, I love the story. So we have a we have a friend, Jorge. He had, he had a nice restoration company. He had a lot of training. He was good. But they, you know, as soon as he heard it, even though he's, you see, it's funny. The guys who don't need it, they are the first to buy. <laughs> Right, because yeah. they get it. They're like, "Oh, the value. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't have to prep these lessons. I could pay a monthly fee, and Eric will do it." Well, and I was right? thinking that same thing. Like, even I don't remember when it was. Sometime when I was actually tearing down today, I'm like, I'm like these these meetings. So there's, I'll, I'll I'll say like it seems like they're so basic and they're they're common knowledge for some people, but at the same time, if I had if I had a group of texts every morning, I don't have it. I don't have it in my business. But if I had a group of texts every morning, do I want to spend my time trying to create these lessons and think about everything? And, or I'm going, well, guys, so they're right here. They're, the, Eric and Larry already have them. They're done. Like, good, go, do that. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, it seems like a no, like as far as bringing it into your company, it's a no-brainer. So, like, to that point, if I, you know, the guys that don't need them, or the first ones to probably go, yeah, do that. And now it's just something off my plate, and we're and we can roll, and we're good. Yeah. So, yeah, and I agree with that wholeheartedly. Like I have the time to do them and think about. I have the time now to sit and think and think yeah. and come up with a story about it. Like I try to tell a and lot you of stories. It. So, Jorge, George, I call mm-hmm. him George. George bought. They have like forty-five employees doing money. They don't do it every day. They do a couple days a week. They pick the lessons out of the week. Like, there's multiple ways to do it, right? Okay. You can do it every day, but he picks a couple lessons, but then he does a couple lessons because he likes to, right? But my lessons, he was like, dude, what's amazing is they don't listen to me. They know me. So I tell them something. They don't They don't listen. Yeah. You tell them, and all of a sudden, you're a genius. Yeah. Tech whisperer. Oh, my gosh. I've never heard right. of that before. Yeah, like, right? I said it like eight times, two seconds. Yeah. And then what I love about it is he, then George called Larry and I three or four months ago, and he, you know, he's been doing it like a year and a half. And he's like, dude, I believe in this. Like, I love this. He, George is from Columbia. He goes, I want to join you guys and do morning technique in Spanish. Oh, I cool. want to. Yeah. I want to do. Deal, huh? I want to do the Spanish lessons. I'll watch your video, because George has lived the same life I'm living, right? You know, right. Same exact thing. So he's now doing Spanish version. So if they're native, like even if That's... they speak, because he's like, I have guys that speak English. But your native but if, language is. He's like, if I do it in their native valuable. language, the it's more valuable. better with it. Yeah. It's well, especially with something like this. Like you need, you need to convey that value. You need to like every every emotion, every detail in these in these lessons needs to come through. And even though 
you may be bilingual, there's got to be a little bit of a barrier there if it's not your native. Yeah. I mean, you know, some of the other stuff is just like, I mean, we hear people like, you know, like husband and wife teams, like, this saved our marriage. We were fighting all the time about this stuff. <laughs> is, that the, is that the next? Dr. Phil. Is that the next product coming out? We were just talking about be. that today. Yeah. <laughs> what, 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 I think of a name of it. Name for it right. we were, he, he, he stays so serious, and then me and Larry just... <laughs> what's the marriage-saving meeting? Marriage-saving right, when you on. work in your blue-collar <laughs> business. More, morning well, husband marriage. and wife, in morning my, marriage, blue-collar. In, blue my, color. in, my, def- oh, like in my defense, <laughs> in my defense, I haven't eaten anything yet today. Yeah, okay. So I'm getting a little hangry. <laughs> <laughs> It's almost three hours of this podcast. Over <laughs> three, three hours. Every ten minutes is another hour. So, um, yeah, you know, like it's funny because. Well, I work. Keep with going, man. You're on a roll. You guys are morning marriage. Morning marriage tech meeting. <laughs> I like it. I'm gonna run with this. I'm gonna have to give you a percentage on this. Holy shit! Yeah, we, yeah. Let's talk after. Once, once we get Eric out of here, we can yeah. Yeah, we can have a real conversation about <laughs> what we're gonna run with. Doctor Phil morning tech meeting. I just want to thank the two of you for turning Dr. me Eric. into the asshole today. <laughs> no, you do that very well on your own. <laughs> it doesn't take any effort. Oh, that's great. Oh, man. Okay. So, Jorge, Jorge, Spanish. We're coming back. Yeah. We have a bunch of, like, we have one of my favorite ones is we have a six location plumbing company. Okay. So, it's kind of like a, a hub and spoke. Like, there's one main office and then a bunch yeah. of, those. but all the spokes, they're, you know, when we started, they were kind of like on their own. So, every spoke, like, ran their own way. Okay. That yeah. does not work, by the way. Okay. And uh, they had no common culture. They had no. Like, These went rogue. Once they opened every, up, it was just yeah rogue store. Grew really fast. The, the the locations were like far apart. Okay. And then the systems are hard to manage when you start having yeah, multiple locations. But, I can't yeah. imagine. Yeah. So so you know their clients now. I do coach. I do one to one coaching as well. Okay. And we're do we're implementing systems now because. They really didn't have this, but it started with morning tech meeting because all of a sudden it's like, well, now we have something that we can all at least agree that Bring, this is brings what everyone we, together. We right? behave this way. Like we yeah. don't do anything else the same, but at least now we all have one common set of values, which was the morning. But lessons. at least like now we all don't let the dog run away. Yeah. yeah. So when the right. owner called it's me, it's bad. <laughs> you lose the dog. It's like a negative moment of truth. Uh, we've lost it. Well, we never yeah. lost. We we had a couple cats. And dogs well, a couple cats. Cats. Yeah, yeah, cats. Yeah. yeah. Oh, who cares about cats? Sorry, hon. Thank you. But yeah. He's a cat guy. Yeah, yeah, I like he likes cat videos. Yeah, it's it's gonna, <laughs> you see, all these weird things about him are coming out. <laughs> Sorry, keep going, dude. Now, well, all right, so, so back to cat videos. So yes. What was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw this really cool one this morning. Um, he so tried to owner, show me, and I was uninterested. It's like, whatever. I was stupid cat videos. I'm like, come on, dude. That's hilarious. He's like, I can't find my fireman's hat. I don't care about your cat, cat video cat right videos, now. I need my fireman's hat. So, um, <laughs> my outfit, I'll make sure it doesn't smell from the previous day. <laughs> These are serious issues, not cat videos, man. So best I, podcast we've ever done. Anyway, yeah. So I, uh, he calls me up and uh, he's like, "Hey man, do you do anything past the videos?" 
And I'm like, uh, yeah, I mean, I coach one-to-one. He's like, yeah, I need that. He's like, these lessons have transformed our business. He's like, yeah. I can go to one of the spoke locations and they're actually doing these things. He's like, I'm not there very much. Well, you it's know? gotta be so cool for you to see this kind of grow from, you know, you took this for your own kind of personal and, and trying to help, you know, let's say, uh, I don't know how many, how many guys you had, but let's say you're trying to take these lessons and help we, five we had people. 20 to 30 guys, 20 to 30 on, guys. You know. And now, now how many guys watch these things a day? Oh dude. Thousands. How, like, how phenomenal is that? Yeah. It, I mean, it, is that even something that you think well, of? Is funny. that even a... So we were doing testimony. Like a grasp, is that a... No, I have no grasp over it, right? Yeah. Like, and I'm, the, okay. I'm like the okay. least, like, uh, you know, fancy. I need to be a... Well, no, Larry's guy. your fancy. The, yeah. Larry's the fancy so, one. So, you know, yeah. I'm an introvert. Okay. Completely, by nature. Um, I like my alone time. I like to think. That's why I disappeared to think, you know. So... I've never been one to, like, I'm not seeking the limelight, you yeah. know? So, it was funny today. That's really cool, we though. Were, we were doing <laughs> testimonial videos with clients who were coming to the booth. Okay, And a lot yes. of guys had their technicians. Okay. So, I'm meeting the technicians for the first time. Well, okay. I didn't realize, but these guys are looking at me like I'm... Oh, you're Hollywood. Important. Yeah, right. right? Yeah. So I'm holding the phone. Right next to fireman. Yeah. yeah. I'm Larry holding the here. phone and I'm like, so I'm asking questions of the guy to say what he's getting out of it. Yeah. Right? I have no idea what he's going to say. Right. So <laughs> I'm asking the question. He goes, he's got like a little bit of a Southern accent. And he's like, yeah, man. He goes, you know, it's rare that you see a guy who's on TV and he's actually cool. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he's and a TV my first, guy. My first he's thought like was, Steve Austin, the, the six million dollar man. He's the six million dollar man. He's the Fonz. To him, I'm on TV, <laughs> right? Because you know, they put it on a television. Oh, so. so funny. And I was like, it, but it hit me. It's like, wow, it, this is like bigger than I thought. Yeah, like, this is yeah. weird. It happened a couple of times so far. The podcast. Feels I was gonna say it's got to happen with the podcast. It happens to me on the podcast. Yeah. It's got to yeah. happen to you well, guys when also. They, when they You're quote right you right. back shit you don't remember saying, that's yeah. when it gets weird. Yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Like you know they'll say and you like, can't argue that you didn't say that because you have no clue if you said it or not. Oh yeah, that was <laughs> very yeah, cool. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There's a couple of hundred hours of Larry and I just talking. So you know, rambling about. Well, I had a situation where. Like, yeah, I ran it. I did some training at a, well, I had a company reach out to me. Hey, you know, next time you're in the area, can you come through? You do training with our guys. Like, yeah, no problem. Showed up, did the training. It was awesome. I'm talking with, uh, with a couple project managers afterwards and they're like, like quoting my whole life back to me. Yep. Yeah. And I'm yeah. going, I'm like, what kind of stalkers are you? Like what? They're like, they're like, Oh, we love the podcast. I'm like, Oh, okay. Like, uh, okay. Yeah, it's like, all you, my podcast. like, you know, every, if my you listen to the life podcast, my podcast, you know everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, so how was mom's birthday last weekend? I'm like, yeah. how do you know? Yeah. But yeah. yeah. And you're like, Oh, that's kind of personal, but no, it's, it actually is out there because, though. Yeah, yeah. Now it yeah. is. And it's part of the deal. So is it, so the podcast and we're going to, we're going to wrap up here quick, but um, I mean, we didn't even, honestly, I, I really wanted to talk to you guys about, about your podcast and, and cause I feel like, you know, we're podcast bros kind of thing. <laughs> we are. But, um, how is, how is that this, and this is what I'm interested in. Cause I feel like we probably both kind of started the podcast for the same reasons, kind of had the same thoughts, but where has the podcast went for you that you didn't expect? 
Everywhere. And it's probably with so many directions. But like, what, what stands out is like, oh, I didn't, I didn't well, think to do that. When we when we started morning tech meeting, I mean, we we had gone from selling our business to starting this thing where you're trying to like, I mean, you have to be the expert, right? And hang on a second, let me. When you lose your, when you sell your business, not lose. Let me preface that. You yeah. sell your business, you lose your identity because you're this owner of a business. And all of a sudden, you're not. Okay. And I didn't realize until at least 12 months, I was like, oh, it's my identity that's shot. Because I wasn't myself, and I wasn't sure what it was. I wasn't 100% not myself, but something wasn't right. Yeah. And I was helping the consulting, the business that I sold with, and it was it was good. Great business, you know. And they gave me everything I wanted. Not that I was, like, subjected to anything. But I didn't have my same identity. Right. Well, you step uh, away from something that you've been for 10 years, and yeah. now you're not anymore. What's that have to do with the podcast? So we have this podcast that we're doing in the meantime, and we're interviewing people that are doing all the things that we did, and it was a little bit of a struggle, I guess. So you got your identity back? Yeah, I did. With the podcast. Because we owned it, and it was cool. Yeah. And, and I didn't do it for any of those reasons. Yeah, I know, but you're, you're, you're a different kind of guy. <laughs> So Larry gained his entire identity Apparently. with the podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. There you go, part of it. That's good. That's no, that's good. I didn't. I literally. I was going another dude, direction, but I have no I, remembrance. I, what it was. <laughs> I was going somewhere, but I can't remember where it was. I was doing well for a minute. But yeah. No, no, dude. I just learned something. I didn't know you felt that way. I, it hit me. Boom. I, I was all good. I was like, I don't need that. You know, I, I was like, I'm free. But you know what? Yeah. I was like the typical. Blue collar business owner, service business owner. Everything happened reflected on me as a person. Everything that happened in the business was me. Eric has a disconnect where it was good. Then those those are the successful people. Yeah. Well, I viewed it more as a chess match. Yeah. Okay. Like, I, I I viewed the business as like like I'm holding my phone. There's my there's the business. It's not part of me. It's it's, it's yeah. It's something that I have. That I own, but that's not how most blue collar businesses feel. They feel like they feel like I do generally. Oh, so I think I've, I think I'm more connected than yeah, maybe than that. Like emotionally connected to it. Yeah, yeah. I was emotionally connected to the team, but not the okay. business itself. Okay. So for me, when I left, I mean, we're getting off topic. Look, I miss the people. Yeah, I miss our people. Like, all it hurt. Oh, I can I can imagine. Yeah, because I, can't I imagine really that, had, yeah. I had poured a lot of me into them now here's the upside and and this is i think it's a almost a self-testimonial for what we did we have like eight of our team out of 20 something are entrepreneurs now oh that's cool yeah. dude how think deal. of percentage wise so how rare that is you know and not all just in the industries that we were in i mean yes we have guys who started carpet cleaning businesses and restoration businesses sure what they don't we have people who became financial planners we have people i mean we have like a whole gamut of people like that. When I go to bed at night, still makes me smile before. Yeah. Like before that's I very, that's off. very, very cool. Yeah. But that's very cool. Back to why we started the podcast was it's like, well, not well, we started it, okay. but the yeah, steer us in the right direction. please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Larry, Larry like, and his feelings someone, took someone, us somewhere. <laughs> I don't even know where we went. Thoughts and feelings are valuable. So you give him a hug. Just, <laughs> Now we can get back. Okay. Larry got a Larry hug. Larry his identity. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were talking about kind of what the podcast has done that you didn't expect. Well, the reach blows me away. 
I think yeah. that's what is that. Well, number one, it makes you an expert. Like mm-hmm. people look to you as an expert, which we cognizantly knew that. Like if that's why we started, it's like we need to make a name for ourselves in this new space. Yeah, because of all the things we learned. Over so the, the years. only way yeah. to to get people to know us would be to be doing what we're doing now, right? So we wanted that, but then you know we have we use Buzzsprout as our um, podcast distribution distribution okay yeah and you can get like it drills down to even the town where everybody listens from so you you can pull up the list and once in a while i'll lay in bed with my wife at night and i'll she'll be like pull up the list why are you doing this with your bed because because we like each other that's nice yeah, I've right. been married a long time. I'm gonna stop right there. When you, I, I'm, when I'm you, not even going when, there. When you when you reach the amount of years <laughs> I've been married, come back and talk to me. Okay, it's good. Uh, it's okay. Gonna be, it ain't gonna happen. I know that. <laughs> you you don't have enough life left to make that happen. <laughs> you never can tell. <laughs> you never can tell. Give me a chance. Okay, so, you, so you better get married tomorrow. Okay, come so on, try. I'm trying to wrap this up because you guys wanted to end at a certain time, and, then, and you, you two are derailing this whole. Thing. Thing. Totally, <laughs> and it's fine. It's fine. But when we get off, to be like, like, oh, we went over. Okay, four so, hours long now. Well, we're on hour six, number hours. six, anyways. <laughs> so my thing, the number one thing that blows me away is we'll we'll like just sit in bed and I'll like going on my laptop and it'll be like Israel, Spain, Korea, like and not just one or two. No, like, like bunch. Like yeah. you'll see. Like we have like almost every every major city in Australia. Like I mean. And I'm just sitting there sometimes, and I'm thinking, because Larry and I are just a couple shitheads, you know. And <laughs> dumb I mean, we, guys in a small know, pond. We, we know. Yeah, I mean, we have experience, right? You know, so we share that. I mean, obviously, we have great guests, so that yeah. that helps. But yeah. I just sit there and like, somebody in Korea is listening to us, and they, within they were, the last, they were probably traveling. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Builder Eagle. Please, Garrett was so yeah. glad we came on this yeah. podcast. Let me explain it to you. It's, <laughs> somebody, I don't. Okay, all right. The guy that's in somebody Milwaukee happened to be a vacation. They downloaded on the plane. They <laughs> <laughs> listened to four well, episodes well, that week. And the guys who are listening are traveling a lot because it's like every dude. It's like so many countries. You know, yeah. another yeah. thing from the podcast, we got a client in. Somewhere in Africa, and he's oh, it's the greatest. And he sent really, a, yeah, so we have really cool guy. We have a couple clients in Africa, yeah. and he sent us a, back a picture of them with me up on the screen and yeah, all his like guys sitting around. Yeah, and that, that blew. I mean, that was like touching. That's, that's insane. That's yeah. crazy. Is that great? Yeah, yeah, that is awesome. So yeah, we've got yeah. guys in a client in England. We got a client in New Zealand. And we got a yep. client in Canada, and Cayman Islands, Cayman and Islands, Jamaica, big, big client in Cayman Islands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it is cool. To when reach. we started the podcast, at least I can't speak for Larry. For me, I was like, if ten people listen, we're we're, yeah. we're killing it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and now it's like all these countries and all these places and all these downloads and translating into clients too. Yeah. yeah. Born, so yeah. yeah. That, that's what blows me away the most, and apparently I'm the guy on TV. That that, and the that blew me TV. away today. I was like, the guy on TV. Who the hell are we talking about here? <laughs> All right, we're done. We gotta we gotta wrap this up, guys. I can't thank you enough for spending the time with. No, this has been. We're all laughing. This has been a blast. We've had a good time. Laughing. So, good. thank you very much. 
This will be like four episode podcast. <laughs> See, he can't stop I do, now. I do want you guys to commit to a part two because we haven't even talked about pineapples. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We can do a marketing podcast. Can we do a yeah, part two yeah, sometime? Yeah, yeah, part two. All right. Guys, Sounds again, good. thank you so much. Hey, everybody, if, if you're still listening, <laughs> thank you. Awesome. Good for you. Um, send me a message. I'll send you a T-shirt. Anyway. Um, we'll send you a T-shirt, too. Yeah, we'll there you go. Too. Two T-shirts. If you're still listening, message any of us, and we'll send you T-shirts. Uh, anyway, broadcasting live out of the Hyatt Place Charleston Studios. Hey, have a great day, everybody. Thank you, guys. Thank you. <laughs>